Hey Bernie, welcome to the sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect. I'm Rina Dittianabil and this is a podcast where each and every week I explore different aspects of womanhood with the help of my fabulous guests. So this is a special episode. We are live, live on the YouTube channel, Mommy Imperfect YouTube channel. And I'm super excited to be talking to the resident doctor of the sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect. It's Dr. Nirja Joshi. The doc is in the house. Welcome back to the Sisterhood of Mommy and Perfect. Nirja, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm really excited for this one. Okay, so we are live here together on YouTube because it is October and that means it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we just thought that we should get together to do this episode. It's not like a, a lowdown on, you know, why you should check your boobs, guidance on how to check them. We're going to do a little demo and what to do if you find something unusual. Um, also, everybody who's watching, you can get your questions into Dr. Nizja too. Just leave a comment and we'll try to get to that. And um, if you are not watching and you're listening to the podcast, then just keep listening because you might find that we do get to answer your question during this episode because we've got quite a lot to go through. So let's get straight into it. So Nizja, why do we have this month, the Breast Cancer Awareness Month? Like, Why is it so important to keep sending out the message of checking your boobs and everything so breast cancer awareness month is really important to help to raise awareness for people to think about checking their breasts and also to remind people about their regular screening like mammograms which we'll talk about in a bit but we know that there's about fifty-five thousand women in the uk with breast cancer per year which is a huge huge number so the stats are currently about one in seven women in their lifetime will develop breast cancer if you think about your groups of friends and families that means that it's really unlikely that you know we're going to be unaffected by breast cancer in some way shape or form personally or in our family or friends group so it's really important to raise awareness to help to make sure that people are getting their screening know how to check their breasts know what signs and symptoms to be aware of but also to fund research to help to find more treatments and better cures for this horrendous disease mm. I mean it's quite scary when you say it like that like one in seven people affected it is it's quite it, scary it, it is it is it's a, it's it's a lot of people in your in your lifetime so you can imagine that if you think about your own personal life it's probably quite likely that you've come across someone who's had breast cancer so it's not an uncommon thing I've, yeah I and, I, and I have myself and, and in quite young people too so it's really really important to remember that all women need to be aware and um, and that's what we're going to talk about a bit more today. Mm. Why does it happen? So any cancer happens because of defects that happen at your cell level. So basically the DNA is not happy, becomes faulty and starts to produce cells that, that aren't normal. So cancerous cells that can happen in any part of your body. And this specific type of cancer is one that affects the cells in your breast tissue. Okay. And is there anything that we can do about this to reduce the risk? So with all cancers, there's a couple of things that are just really, really important to help to reduce the risk generally. So maintaining a healthy weight, keeping physically active, limiting alcohol intake, not smoking. Mm -hmm. These things we know overall are going to reduce our, our risk of cancers in general. So all of those things that we talk about regarding leading a healthy lifestyle really really important in terms of reducing your cancer risk okay but then there's also this you know family history thing you know even when I 
go to the doctors or whatever and talk about stuff that they do ask is there anyone in your family who's had breast cancer so how, how does that kind of affect our chances of getting it that's a really really good question so having a first degree relative with breast cancer doubles your risk of developing breast cancer so first degree relative we're talking about mother sister essentially as someone with breast cancer now if you've got a family tree and you look at it and you've got mothers sisters aunts great aunts, grandmothers, etc. And you've actually got breast cancer dotted around in that family tree, or specifically looking at breast cancer in younger women, so under 50 or under 40, or breast cancer in both breasts, these things will mean that there's a potential likelihood of having a genetic component, so an inherited component that you might have from your family. The most common genes that we know about, they're called BRCA1 and BRCA2. You may have heard of these ones. They're the ones that people kind of talk about a lot. And sometimes you can have a fault in those genes that means that you're more likely to develop breast cancer. Now, we talked about the number of people that develop breast cancer in their lifetime. It's really common. So if you do have a relative, don't think that suddenly it means that you will develop breast cancer. That's absolutely not the case. But if you have a really strong family history, lots of people speak to your GP. They've got really specific criteria and they could refer you on to get genetic testing Mm -hmm. if it's really, really, really strong in your family. Right. So then, you know, you do hear of like celebrities, like I think Angelina Jolie, does she have a double mastectomy because she had that gene, right? So she just, yeah, Yeah, I I feel like, do we have to, is it that extreme, you know, the action that you have to take to ensure that you don't get it? So, so, so no, not necessarily. So if you've got faulty genes and um, so this will happen in a, in a process. Uh, remember, it's not just a, a one size fits all. A doctor would look at your family history. If your family history is very strong, they might send you to, to get further testing. If you do, are found to have faulty genes, then the next step might be something like more regular screening. So right now, breast screening won't happen for all women until they're after 50. But if you've got faulty genes, they might call you earlier. Screening happens every three years. It might happen more regularly. You might have more regular breast checks. A double mastectomy is quite a severe Mm. uh, thing to to do. But it would only be done if the risk was high enough to develop cancer and it was the woman's choice. Things are never done without the patient's consent. So mm-hmm. it's really important to know that every at every stage, everyone has a choice. And then catching it early, is that, I mean, does that uh, increase your chances of actually like getting through, surviving and just getting out of your body? Absolutely. And this is why breast checking is so, so important. So we know that the earlier that you catch a breast cancer, the more likely your chances of a five-year, 10-year survival. So it's so, so important to try and, Make sure that if you do notice changes that you speak to a doctor soon. A lot of people wait when when they find things out because they're nervous about what might happen. Mm. What I always say is knowledge is power. So you might feel in control by not taking your symptoms to the doctor, but by finding out what's going on, you are then in control about what you choose to do next. Not knowing leaves you in a really powerless situation. And so it's really important to get these things checked sooner rather than later. Yeah. And we'll, we're going to go through kind of how to check in a little while. Um, I mean, I, I just want to ask about um, checking as well, though, because there's the checking with your own hands first then, right? And then when you go to the doctor, they do the same, I'm guessing. And, and then, Absolutely. And then what happens? Is there a mammogram? Like, What happens after that? 
Yeah, so that's a really good question. So say you're at home and you find a lump and you're not happy with it. You go to the doctor and then the doctor will probably examine you as well. So it'd be helpful for them to know where you found your lump so they can feel what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. But they will also have a look in other places just to see if there's any other lumps that they're able to feel. Now, after that, they would refer you to a breast clinic. If, if they are worried about cancer, those types of referrals happen quite quickly in the UK. So we're talking about two weeks as the target for your first appointment. Mm -hmm. Once you've had that um, appointment at the breast clinic, they don't actually do a mammogram because a mammogram is like an x-ray, so it's a screening tool. If they know that there's a lump that you can feel, the doctor can feel, they'll ultrasound it most likely. So they take like a jelly scan like you'd have during pregnancy, look at the lump in detail, and then they might take what's called a biopsy, which means that they take a little bit of a sample of the tissue and then they can tell, generally speaking, is this cancerous or not cancerous. So that's the kind of process that happens. Mm. So... I have actually had a mammogram and um, like I, I do want to mention it on here because it, it I, I didn't have like uh, lumps in the breasts or anything like that but um, I thought this is worth mentioning because other people might have had it as well but I've had lumps under my arms for uh, years years and years like I had it in my I had them like I don't know late teens early 20s and it was kind of like they would always um, it was one side for ages and it would always swell up when I was going to be in my period like the breasts do right so the same thing that would happen to the breast happened to the the lump under the arm and then um after I had kids and then it I was breastfeeding or whatever it got a bit bigger so I was like oh okay let me go and get this checked out and then I had the whole breast check that had a mammogram and um I they did the ultrasound thing on the lump under my arm and they basically said it's breast tissue and so you know I was a bit like oh okay like under the arm like is that normal? So I think what a lot of people don't realise is when they check their breasts, they think the breasts are just here, but the breast tissue actually goes all the way up to the collarbone. Right. And then underneath and towards the armpit. So it's it's really, it's everywhere. And it's really important to make sure that when you're checking that you don't just limit yourself to what you consider to be the bit that's in the bra. It's all the way up and all the way around to the side definitely right. it's important to be to be check, checking properly and thoroughly mm -hmm. and so is is it quite common these the lumps under the arms and the the fact that they you know because this is what I was told anyway like it, it mine were fine it was all fine and um sometimes and the fact that they go down when I'm not on my period and then come back again apparently it, it's okay because the same thing is happening to the breast is that quite a common thing so it's not really common to have lots of breast tissue under the arm or lots of breast tissue higher up, but people are different and individuals vary. So it's really important to know that it is very possible for breast tissue to exist higher up into the side, but that's really different from person to person. And no, it's not not incredibly common. There is one thing that I did want to mention whilst we're on the under the arm um, point, though, is that you might have heard about lymph nodes as lumps under the arm. And these are where kind of the tissue drains. So I call them the traffic lights of the immune system. So basically, if something's going wrong, they kind of flag up and say, look, there's a problem here, let's let's bring the immune system here. So if you might have something in the breast that might be going on, so a lump that you might not be able to feel, under the armpit, your lymph nodes as the traffic lights might just inflame and signal that there's a problem here. So they feel like little marbles. And so it's really important to check up into your armpits on both sides when you're checking your breast and see if you can feel any any nodes. 
They can be normal. They can come and go. But if they're, if they're persisting, staying around, it's important to get them checked. Okay. So, Nadja, I've got some questions here, like things that I've yeah. been talking about with people um, and they wanted me to ask you. So, okay, sharp pains in the breast now and then. A few of my friends said that uh, leading up to their period, they do get sharp pains in their breasts. Is that normal? So absolutely it can be. So hormonal fluctuations will happen throughout your menstrual cycle and the breast tissue will respond to that. So some people can feel that as breast tenderness or breast pain. It's really important to note that actually breast cancer doesn't have pain as a general symptom, generally speaking. So if you've got painful breasts, a lot of people come to me thinking, I've got pain in the breasts, it must mean cancer. Whereas actually pain in the breasts very rarely mean cancer. So that's really important to know. So yes, it can be normal. Don't worry about it necessarily, but check your breasts. If you feel any lumps, any pain is persisting throughout your menstrual cycle, not going up and down, it's important to get it checked. Mm, See, this is why I'm so glad that we're doing this because a lot of the things I wouldn't have known, or you know, a lot of people I know, just we jump to conclusions. So yeah, Uh, another one is underwired bras. So there's been, you know, some people are debating whether it's actually good for us to wear underwire and I don't know if you've noticed but in the shops now there tends to be a lot of um, bras without the wire and a lot of people choosing to wear those I don't know if it's people are you know what I just don't need a push-up I'm okay with them just being a little bit supported I don't know if it's that or whether it's bad for us what do you think? So there was a bit of discussion about underwired bras causing an obstruction to the lymphatic drainage. So, you know, we were talking about the lymph nodes a second ago being the traffic lights of the immune system. So they actually need a really free flowing environment for them to work properly. So some people were saying, well, does underwiring actually stop that free flowing from happening? Mm. Now, the studies that have been done have shown there's no scientific evidence that underwired bras cause an increased risk of any breast problems. But I think in terms of comfort support, I think it's important for people to feel comfortable, know that they're they're feeling happy with their choices. So there's no kind of pros or cons about underwire or non-underwire. You just be happy doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And what about um, when to get a first bra for girls? When should that be? That's a really, really good question. So there's no kind of right or wrong time in terms of kind of medically speaking but it's really important getting your first bra is a really emotional time for a girl and it's important that they feel ready to have that especially when changing and things for sports it's really important that they feel comfortable and involve them in the process in picking what they want and making sure that they're comfortable and ready to wear it puberty goes through goes through different stages and what you might notice is before your child develops breast they'll have something called breast budding which means that you'll just get a little bit of budding of the breast so it's not kind of fully developed tissue but there's a little bit something there that's the general time that you might want to start consider having the conversation of do you want to wear something or not but just make sure the child is comfortable because it's more of an emotional thing than a physical thing right okay that's what I went into kind of yeah, to, to figure out whether it's like, oh, they need to have one because otherwise it's kind of like, no. you know, they're going to get sagging or this or that. But you're saying no. no. Okay. It's all it, it's all about how comfortable they feel because it, it, they will come to a stage where they feel like they absolutely need it because mm. there's too much breast tissue there. But until then, it's really important that, that they, they just feel emotionally ready to wear one. Mm. And like asymmetry in breasts, it's another thing that I wanted to ask you about. Um is that normal to have breasts that are a little bit different in size? Because I'm assuming not everybody has super symmetrical breasts. Yeah, so so breasts are sisters, not twins. So it's really important to know that they're never going to look identical. 
And that's why it's really, really important to check your breasts, because what we always say is if you don't know what normal is for you, it's really difficult to know what abnormal is because you'll start to second guess yourself. Was this one higher? Was this one bigger? Mm. It's important to check yourselves regularly so you know what your normal is. And if they're slightly different, that's absolutely fine. It's normal for you. Just know what that normal is so then you can know if abnormal does happen. Mm -hmm. and also ladies that have breast implants like is it harder then to check for lumps is that something that they need to consider so after a surgery it's really important to re-examine your breasts so you know what the new tissue feels like it is possible to develop scar tissue around breasts and breast implants and also you will have a scar from surgery so to look at and to feel the breasts will feel different than they did before so find out what your new normal is and make sure that you still attend your regular screening as well Mm. um so another question is breast changes due to contraception because um you know people have said that their breasts do change if they go on the pill or uh, sometimes the coil as well yeah so if you have any extra added hormones in your body it is likely to cause breast changes and that is completely normal. It's really important just to to see how you're reacting and if you're happy with that reaction. Some people are okay with it, but some people really don't like the changes that it brings to their body and that's fine. So it's important to just be really aware of those changes, but it is absolutely normal. And then again, when we start perimenopause and menopause, are we uh, like supposed to see some changes in the breasts? Is that normal? Yeah, so as we get older, there's a lot of things that can happen with the breast. So the the structure of the tissue will change. The support level might change. People may have had breastfeeding as well. So actually, your breasts will be very different to how they were in, in, in your early kind of adulthood. So it's important to kind of keep regularly checking your breasts. Changes might happen, but we're looking specifically for lumps and skin changes. But we'll talk about those in a second. Mm-hmm. OK, so now we're going to just tell people how they should be checking themselves because if I'm honest I don't really know and a lot of people that I know have have said to me oh you know I'm feeling like my breasts are hurting this that and I say to them have you checked yourself not that I know what I'm doing and they're like no I haven't so I think a lot of women are not doing it what are we supposed to be doing and how are we supposed to be doing it obviously if you're listening to the podcast you're not I'll try to explain what I'm doing but if you're watching on YouTube you can see what we're doing so what's the first thing that we should be doing and also how often Okay, no, that's a great question. So ideally, it's best to check once every month. It's best to check at the same point in your cycle. So we like to say the first of the month because it's an easy date to remember rather than um, kind of trying to make up a date. But if there's a date that you really like in the month, just pick it and stick to it. Um, The first thing to do is to look. So we don't go straight into feeling. Looking is really, really important. So what I suggest is it's best to do these things in the shower And that's because you're already undressed. So if you undress yourself as you're going into the shower, just have a look in your bathroom mirror and look at your breasts and really take a moment. So you want to see how they're sitting. Does one look bigger than the other? See what that looks like. Then we want to look at the nipples. So any nipple changes, any cracking or any discharge or any bleeding from the nipples and have a look at your skin. So is there any redness? Or the thing that we look for is called peur d'orange, which is basically means the skin of an orange. So if you imagine the skin of an orange and how it looks very dimpled, if you notice skin looking like that, that's also something we'd want you to get checked. So that's the first thing is to look. You can look straight on. The second thing that if you want to have a different type of look, you can pop your hands on your waist and then push in. 
This will bring forward your chest muscles and you might see different things. And the last thing is to put your hands above your head and then you may see any lumps and skin under the arm as well. Right. So just a normal look, hands on your hips up here. Yeah. yeah? And then yeah. above the above your head to see under the arms. Okay. Exactly. So that's look. So that's the kind of first step. And the second step is to feel. So people often think that there's kind of a right or a wrong way to feel. Now, remember, you are not conducting your own medical examination. You are just feeling your breasts. So if you speak to breast cancer charities, they will just say any way you feel is fine and it's better than nothing. But I'm going to talk you through a specific technique because I know that when people are left to their own devices, they go, well, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? I don't know. So or they do this. You- yeah, great. You know what I mean? You know what <laughs> I mean? Is- just... But do you know what? That's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the breast cancer charities are trying to go for right, is that right. actually it's really important to not kind of add extra barriers to people checking themselves. So okay. I'm, I'm giving in some instructions and tips only to purely help you, but not to put you off and think that you're doing it right or wrong. So the tips that I would give is use the tips of your fingers. So we know that this is the most sensitive part of your, of your hand. Mm-hmm. So if you use kind of the flat of your hand or here, you're not going to feel as delicately as if you use the tips of your fingers. So use the tip of your fingers. And what we do is we, we feel down on the skin and in a circular motion. Okay. And that helps to feel for any lumps. So you're kind of moving around right. the tissue. Okay. And then if you imagine the breast, we're going to go like a lawnmower. So we're going to go down one side, right. up, okay. down, up, down, up. Like this, down the and things up. Are... Exactly. So start on, on the inside or the outside, doesn't okay. matter. And, and just remember the things that we talked about before is you want to go all the way up to the collarbone and all the way underneath. So if you have large breasts, it's important to lift the breast up mm-hmm. so you're really feeling underneath because otherwise that can be easy to miss. And the other thing that people tend to miss is to feel over the nipple. So lumps can occur right behind Mm -hmm. the nipple. So don't miss it out. It's not a place that you're trying to avoid. You need to really go over all of the aspects. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. That's the the, the kind of main bit. Lawnmower thing all from inside to outside, basically like this, right? Exactly. And go all the way up to the collarbone. So like don't miss out any bits. And then if you need to lift up, feel underneath as well. Sure. Okay. And then the last thing in terms of feel is if you lift up your hand just to above your head Mm -hmm. and then pop your hand in under your arm and then give it a little wiggle. And it should just feel a bit meaty. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But then if you feel any kind of marble type texture in there, it's important to get that checked, especially if those that kind of feeling is on one side and not the other. That's something that I'd want you to get seen. So we've talked about look and we've talked about feel. And the last thing is check. So check is that if anything that you found is not normal or is worrisome to have it checked by a professional and all I would say is it doesn't matter what you find and what your level of worry is come and see someone because what you're doing at home is a crude test of you checking your own body it's important if if you've got any doubt even if it's a one percent doubt to have it checked properly okay screening tests like mammograms they're from the age of 50 to 70 every three years. And it's really, really important to make sure that you do attend your mammograms every three years when you're invited. But before then, women need to be aware that the risks are also there. Okay. There's just one last thing I wanted to, to talk about whilst we're talking about getting checked, because I appreciate that doing all of this can be quite intimidating. Mm-hmm. And then people think, oh, but what if I find something? I'm really scared if I find something. Okay. Of the people that we refer to at Breast Cancer Clinic, 
if we refer 100 people, only three will be found to have cancer. So you can imagine that actually when you when you check yourself at home, you bring yourself to the doctor. If the doctor's worried enough to send you into clinic, out of 100 people that are at that stage, only three people will have cancer. 97 people will have other diagnoses. So even if you find something, don't worry. It doesn't mean the worst has happened, but it's important to get it checked. Okay, that's good to know. So you might have seen a, a comment come up. Can upper body exercise yeah. cause breast pain? I've been doing chest flies and noted breast pain the day after. So what's the deal with that, with exercising? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So it's important to think about the anatomy here. So our breast tissue sits on top of our pectoral muscles. And when you're doing chest flies, yeah. you are exercising your pectoral muscles, which sit beneath your breast tissue. So when you cause kind of pain and inflammation around those muscles, because when we're doing muscular exercises, we're trying to cause micro tears, aren't we? So that we can rebuild the muscle, build it back stronger. But that inflammation is happening right next to our breast tissue. Our body doesn't occur in separate compartments. So when that inflammatory process is happening, having breast pain may well, may well occur because that inflammation is all happening in the same area. We would only be worried if that breast pain was happening kind of throughout your menstrual cycle without kind of trauma associated with it. Okay, um, so I have another comment. Thank you for answering all the questions that I wanted answering. That's good. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so, um, Nisha, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Just we wanted to just keep it short and sweet, just so people can kind of come into this, and it's a quick, bite-sized episode of how to check why it's important and you know what to worry about, what not to worry about. So I think that um, you've yeah you've given us loads of info, and um, I've learn a lot as well through this episode so thank you so much um and thank you everybody who has been watching uh please share this link so people can watch again watch um after we've uh broadcast it thank um and also yes on if you're listening uh, as a podcast share that as well because i think this is one of those episodes that definitely more women need to listen to it you could be helping someone out way more than you know uh, Nidja are there any other places where people can go to for more detailed info about breast cancer breast cancer awareness checking and that kind of thing absolutely so uh, there's a charity called breast cancer now which has some really good resources if you've been diagnosed with breast cancer and about screening but the best one to to find out about how to check yourself is called Copperfield. Um, so I would really recommend going to Copperfield Charity if you want to find out a bit more about how to check your breasts as well. And I cannot emphasize enough what you've just said. Share it with your mother, your sisters, your friends. You are doing a, a service to people by sharing this message with other women. And it's really, really important to destigmatize checking yourself. Absolutely. And don't assume that everybody knows what to do, what they to do. look for, because, you know, yes, we're women, we have breasts, but not everybody knows, you know, I don't know. So I know a lot more now than I did uh, 27 minutes ago. Um, okay, so that's all from us. Now go and check your boobs, please. Thank you. Until next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>